Tech Talk with Jess Kelly. With VMware. Free your employees to work more securely from anywhere. Visit exertis.ie forward slash VMware. This is News Talk. Welcome along to this week's Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Coming up over the next hour, we'll step into the metaverse to hear why Leinster Rugby is testing this technology and I'll find out what goes into making a virtual Aviva Stadium. Plus, Carl Henry will be here to talk about demystifying wellness and the benefits of tech when it comes to your fitness. As always, you can email the show techtalk at newstalk.com or you'll find me on Twitter at JessKellyNT. But first... Cast your mind back to October 2021. It is time for us to adopt a new company brand to encompass everything that we do. To reflect who we are and what we hope to build, I am proud to announce that starting today, our company is now Meta. Our mission remains the same. It's still about bringing people together. And we are still the company that designs technology around people. Imagine you put on your glasses or headset and you're instantly in your home space. It has parts of your physical home recreated virtually. It has things that are only possible virtually. And it has an incredibly inspiring view of whatever you find most beautiful. That was Mark Zuckerberg explaining why Facebook was becoming meta and introducing us to the concept of the metaverse. Now, since then, we've heard from a whole host of companies about how they're going to bring their offering to this new virtual world. Basically, in the not-too-distant future, we think, maybe, perhaps, who knows, uh, we'll be able to pop on a headset from the comfort of our homes and interact with other real-life human beings in a virtual world. So you could do your Monday morning meeting in a virtual office that looks exactly the same as your real office and be sitting essentially in front of or next to your real life colleagues. So it's not like a game. You know, sometimes on this show, we've spoken to John Riley about the PlayStation VR, so the PSVR headset where I'm suddenly Batman and I can do bits and pieces. It's not that. You are you and you're talking to real life people. You'll be able to go shopping. You'll be able to watch your favourite band or see your favourite sports team play. And on Wednesday morning, Leinster Rugby became the latest business to step into this virtual world. So I went to the offices of Bearing Point, Leinster's innovation partner, for a tour of a virtual Aviva stadium. I got to walk onto the pitch, I got to climb into the stands, walk on top of the stadium and watch a presentation all through a virtual reality headset. Now, honest opinion. It was a bit mad. I felt a bit woozy afterwards. The Wi-Fi kind of caused a little bit of havoc. It's by no means the finished article, but it is an excellent example of how this type of technology could be used down the line. I caught up with Kevin Quinn, who's the head of commercial marketing at Leinster Rugby, and asked him why the club is engaging with the metaverse at this stage. Yeah, thanks, Jess. So it's it's an interesting one for us. I suppose we see it as being a whole new area to really explore and see what the opportunities are with the metaverse. So we see much more mature, much bigger sports brands, franchises, 
Um, you know, the likes of Barcelona, Man City Football Club, Adidas is a partner of ours, and also Nike, for example, all making big investments in the metaverse, both for commercial opportunities, to be able to actually sell product, but also to be able to engage in a different way and with a new audience and with their customers. So for Leinster Rugby, as a, as a younger, sport, smaller sports sports, I think it's really, really important that we also um, are dabbling in this area to see. And it is a dabble, so we're really hugely lucky you've got a partner for many number of years now with bearing point as our innovation partner official innovation partner and they've really taken us by the hand and allowed us to put our toe if you like almost in the the virtual water of the metaverse for the first time today so it was great to see you for example on the in the virtual aviva stadium on the pitch um for our presentation there and as you can see it, it's it's it's, I don't know how you found it, but for me, it's, it's a much more personal experience to what it's like versus, say, Microsoft Teams or for Zoom as to what we were doing. So, you know, you can see hand gestures, you can see uh, face gestures. If you move away from somebody like you and I are talking now, you can't actually hear them. You, they, they go out of vision. If you move your head left and right, sound moves with you. And then, of course, you had the unerring um, you know, experience of actually standing on the roof of the Viva Stadium. From, for me, that was jelly legs and, oh, my God, to get me down from here because I think I'm going to fall. So it, lots of different experiences, and it's, it's really exciting, really. Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, during the pandemic, anyone who watches rugby, whether it was the, um, the national team or um, any of the provincial teams will have seen elements of technology so whether that was um, you know the audience on a team screen or whether that was um, you know young ambassadors on a zoom screen on sort of a segue essentially to try and give that representation yeah. of fans yeah. still being part of the game do you think you'd be turning your attention to the metaverse at this stage if it weren't for the pandemic very interesting. I mean, um, I suppose that's a really interesting question. For us, I think possibly yes. I mean, for my objective really with this as well is to seriously is to look at other commercial opportunities as well. And certainly if you see in Metaverse and in NFTs, huge sports franchises like the NBA would lead from the front in terms of the NFTs and the platform that they have in the States that generates a huge amount of income for them. So I have to look at things like that. My job as commercial uh, head of commercial marketing is to, to look at how we actually commercialize the club. How do we fund not just our professional franchise, but all of the domestic and community rugby programs that we run across the province. If you know, Leinster Rugby is quite different to other um, sporting franchises in that we run an amateur game in terms of the community and domestic rugby programs programs across our 12 counties, 79 clubs, over 400 schools, as well as a professional sports franchise. So we need to be able to fund all of that. So it was really incumbent on me coming out of COVID to have a look at what those opportunities are. But you're right. I mean, if you think about it, certainly COVID has accelerated everything to do with uh, anything that's digital. E-commerce, for example, Adidas, a big partner of ours. I can remember talking to them six months in and they were saying for every month of COVID and lockdown, they were probably seeing a year growth in terms of their e-commerce. So for every month, because it wasn't just that people were buying more, which is more obvious because they couldn't go to the shops, but the actual demographic of people now using you know, e-commerce changed every month where older people who traditionally would go into the shops, try something on, test it, were going, well, actually, I'll just buy it because I need it mm -hmm. and I can't get anywhere else. And also they just got used to that in terms of the habits changing. So that's another really interesting way for us to be in, you know, interested in the metaverse as people's habits change. You got that older demographic that'd be more interested in that with headsets, but I think crucially as well for that younger demographic that you know we talked about earlier. So my children, if they're playing Fortnite, 
if they're you know playing on roadblocks and they're used to interacting with brands and they're used to buying you know new clothes for their avatars well then that that sort of e-commerce model is definitely going to come with them as they get older and then and rugby need to be playing in that space too so we're at the very beginning of this journey and it's very exciting and as you said i was on the pitch in the aviva i was on the roof in the aviva i watched a presentation i got to have a look around is the goal with this that I, a Leinster fan in the future, will have the option if I have the headset to either go to the RDS and watch a game or go to the Aviva and watch a game or if it's lashing rain, I can opt to buy a ticket, put the headset on, get great quality content and not get pneumonia in the stand. Well, one, we would never hope you get pneumonia, <laughs> Jess, not at all. No, 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 no. Um, and also everybody knows it never rains in the RDS, right? That's so true, yeah. So, but but um, no, I, I suppose that is one of the options. That's but that's probably many years away at this stage. As we saw ourselves, and this is very much in a teething phase. So it's really how we explore and learn what we can do here. Um, you know, I myself, as you mentioned, while I was presenting, I got knocked off in terms of the platform because my headset got uh, disconnected. So you can see there's still a lot of baby steps here to learn and grow to make this happen. And, you know, I maybe the analogy I gave you is like it's almost like that really old first mobile phone. You know, the almost brick of having the huge big battery that was with a shoulder strap. You had to carry the battery around so big um, and maybe not even having that other, many other people to call with a mobile phone. But you can see as the headsets proliferate and as more people get involved in that, it'll go. So, yeah, surely I think there'll be an end goal and not just for a club like Leinster Rugby, but for the tournaments we play in, the United Rugby Championship, for the European Cup, that again, to reach bigger audiences. Well, those audience physically, they can't, our stadium has only got, in the case of the RDS, 18,200 people. If that's full, then can people join in a more immersive, a more personal, wearing your colours, wearing your jersey um, in virtual reality? Yeah, that'd be a fantastic thing to think of in the future, wouldn't it? You mentioned the bearing point is an innovation partner, the official innovation partner of Leinster Rugby. That's not something I would have thought that Leinster Rugby would have because I see Leinster and I see sport. And it's only recently that I started to see the business side of it, which I know sounds silly, but I don't think I'm the only one. In what other ways are you looking to innovate? Is it in terms of enhancing fan experiences? Is it in terms of the athletes and ensuring that they're getting better insights, better recovery times and all the rest? Or is it like a broad spectrum, like any business? You're just trying to see how you can get better the entire time. Yeah, I think it's both. So um, on the player side, so they will be using those GPS dongles. You see them in the back of the jersey. That's the little lump in the back of the jersey. And they'd have quite sophisticated software that would track how far they run, you know, how many tackles they make, what they need for rest. They use all that information goes back then to inform their training program, their recovery programs, even how much they sleep. So it's, it's really, really integrated to what they do. On the business side of what we do as, as, as a club, um, that's interesting too. So we're trying to adopt the same practices. So from an innovation point of view, you know, we've been working with Bearing Point as well and Microsoft um, and using Microsoft Dynamics. They have it set up to say, to understand who our audience is that comes to our games. How often do they come? What do they do when they come? Can we provide them? Can we communicate and engage with them better? And no, we can. So again, it's always about that constant improvement for us. And the application of technology that and innovations and new technology really help us to try and spur that on and try and make the next step. From our point of view too, uh, obviously we're competing with the other provinces, we're competing with other clubs. So again, if we are making those sort of incremental steps and progress on the pitch in terms of how we play, we also need to be doing that off the pitch and make sure that we're, we're you know, leading from the front and making sure we do the best we can, not just for our supporters and our sponsors, but for everyone that's interested in Leinster Rugby. 
obviously we're talking about technology today and technology has been i suppose a, um an ally to to sport but also a bit of a foe and that it's, it's demanding people's attention so gaming for example is a prime um example of you could sit down you could watch a match or you could sit down and play three hours of a video game and so on are you looking and utilizing technology to try and bring people into the game maybe break down some of the barriers that existed previously particularly with rugby um in terms of access to the athletes access to tickets access to all the bits and pieces that go on at a club like leinster absolutely and that's a great example we mentioned covid and its impact and what a change for people's habits so how many more people have for example subscriptions to netflix to disney plus to uh, you know hulu to prime all those in terms of for their entertainment there's so many different opportunities for people to actually spend the disposable income now um, as opposed to physically going to a game so we definitely have to be competing in those areas and that's a big factor of us as well trying out something like the metaverse how do we learn you know what audience like from that what audience would like to engage us in that and to be able to compete at that level if it's a gaming level for example too particularly with that younger audience that'll be used to that as you mentioned from Fortnite, roblox those things so yeah i mean i think it's a key key part of how we develop particularly off the pitch and how we engage with our supporter base and our fans um, and not just across the 12 counties but globally so yeah okay final question for the fans who aren't tech savvy who are maybe a little bit a little bit allergic to technology like me <laughs> well didn't want to say but people aren't going to be rushed into this and no. this isn't going to be a thing of if no. you're a leinster fan you got to get your vr headset no. and sit there and embrace your avatar and all the rest no absolutely and, and again it's, it's as i said it's it's how we learn and explore this area and see how we can use it to better engage with people so no it's not going to be that we switch off one and switch off the other no we'll still be doing in-person events um special events for our season ticket holders for our sponsors um with players in the flesh actually in the ring because that's a really key part of what we do that connection between the player group in terms of and then back with our community game and our schools our you know our summer camps our clubs in particular is crucial and we haven't been able to do that through covid because obviously you can't meet people in person so we'll still be doing lots of that but again this is just a way of exploring a new area and see where this takes us as well that was Kevin Quinn who's the head of commercial marketing at Leinster Rugby explaining why the club is I suppose, delving into the world of uh, the metaverse. And when we come back here on News Talk, we're going to talk about what goes into building a presence within the metaverse. Uh, I'm going to chat to the head of Immersive Labs at Bearing Point when we come back. Tech Talk on News Talk with VMware. Free your employees to work more securely from anywhere. Visit exertus.ie forward slash VMware. Welcome back to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Tech Talk at Newstalk.com is the email address if you have any questions or comments. And I would love to hear from you. Um, have you tried virtual reality? Did it make you feel sick? I, uh, I've had uh, different experiences with it over the last number of years most of which haven't been sensational. I think the best example that I have encountered is the PSVR, so the PlayStation virtual reality headset. Uh, It was probably the most seamless in terms of experience, but after 15 minutes or so, I do feel a little bit woozy. I would love to hear from you. Have you seen any application of it that just nails it? Um, And how could that be built upon in the metaverse uh, tech talk at newstalk.com for your emails um, before the break I brought you an interview with Leinster Rugby they were talking about their first venture into the metaverse they worked alongside Bearing Point to create a space for the virtual presentation and I caught up with Eric Chevrolet who's the head of Immersive Labs at Bearing Point 
And I started by asking him to explain the difference between virtual reality as we knew it and the metaverse. So virtual reality is really when you have an experience in a digital world where you're really immersed. What Mark Zuckerberg announced with the metaverse and what we're seeing in the metaverse is really, it's not only you immersed, but you can go with your friends all together like multiplayers. And that's exactly what we did earlier. You saw we were many people on the stadium. That's somehow a metaverse experience. We were able to interact. We were able to do things. We were able to work. We were able to have fun. And that's what metaverse is about. And just to give people, um, I suppose, who've never experienced it, I was in a virtual Aviva stadium. I had people who I know in real life were around me. I even bumped into Ashling O'Reilly from Off the Ball here on News Talk. I saw her across the stadium. I could go up, I could talk to her as if we were on a Teams call, but we were standing in front of each other virtually. I could hear her, and as I turned to my right, the sound moved with it. Absolutely. It's a completely immersive experience. But technologically, how challenging is it to build that Aviva Stadium that I was in today? Well, we, we decided uh, the, the first time I met Kevin in a VR representation of the stadium was mid-February, basically. And we're mid-May. Okay. Wow. And, uh, and so we took the decision right after that to, to move on, time to make everything into motion. Within three months, we, we, we got the experience up and running. And what was the pitch from Leinster or what was their vision? What were they hoping to try and see? Well, it's all related to the emotion you have when you walk on the stadium. And I, I, I was there with Kevin. So me, I was in Paris. He was in Dublin. We, we met on the pitch and he was running to, to, to see his home, basically, because he knows the stadium and he was looking at it. And trust me, it was not what you saw earlier. It was a lot more basic. You couldn't go outside the pitch. You couldn't go on the roof or everything like this. But he was running left and right. He was recognizing what's happening. And, and then he lost track of me. That's the video where he's saying that. He lost track of me because he was running in front of me. I couldn't caught up. So he lost the, the, the sound and everything. And he was full of emotion. And that's that emotion that's a, that, that told him, yeah, we need to get our fun there because we, we're seeing it's, it's very real. Mm. And, and it's different to a video, isn't it? Like you could record a video and play a video of a camera coming out of the tunnel at the Aviva Stadium. Mm. But that physical experience of me, a fan, walking out and looking around and looking up and looking down, seeing the blades of grass, it is a different emotional response, even though, again, it's not the physical thing. It is, definitely. And, and the sound, you, you were mentioning the sound earlier, and, and the, the sound is specialised. What you saw when we had the conference, we, we tricked it a little bit so it was not as good as it is normally. Mm -hmm. We tricked it to make sure that our voice carried over half the pitch, to make sure that all of you uh, hear us. And therefore, the, the specialization of the sound was not as good as it is normally. But in normal life, if you're 10 meters away from me, you shouldn't be able to hear me talking. And th that's how powerful it is. Incredible. And um, so we were wearing the, the headset. We had the, the controllers in both hands. And that was it. I wasn't tied to a computer. I no. wasn't tied no. to the wall for uh, power, anything like that. How demanding technologically is it to have the experience that I've just had? Well, you need a lot of optimization to make sure it's running on the headset. Most of the work we did between the time we decided to move for that and, and today was about optimizing everything. You still saw that uh, we don't have any issue on the server side. We don't have much issue on the headset side. Now, the point of constraint we had today, and that's why most of you got kicked out, was related to the Wi-Fi on the client side, so on our side on the UCD and so on. That was the, the, the most issue we were facing. Uh, but outside of that, it, it, it's, you basically downgrade the graphical quality to meet the demand of the headset. 
And we know that that graphical quality will improve over time. We had very basic avatar. Uh, soon you're going to have a, 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 a more form of our real self as an avatar coming in and so on. So it's, it's technology driven and, and hardware driven at this stage. Yeah. Mm. So this is kind of step one. In the medium term, what is the goal and how will my experience in the Aviva as part of the Leinster fan club uh, differ to what I've experienced today? Well, today you didn't have any interaction with, with object or you couldn't purchase anything. We were just uh, playing the video and, and having a chit chat. That's pr pretty much the level of interaction we had. But tomorrow, well, not tomorrow, but later on, we are expecting to have more uh, interaction with, uh, with, with object, with the digital asset, with people, more uh, experience going left and right, not only one unique experience. So that's where we are, we are aiming at. In terms of the turnaround time for this, obviously the technology is evolving the entire time, which is great. It's also going to become more affordable from the consumer's point of view. But if, I suppose, is this, is this going to be a continuous build project rather than an end date and then it's done? No, it's a journey. And, and that's, that's what we were trying to explain with our three steps approach. It's definitely a journey. Right now, we want to learn. We want to, to try real experience like we did today because just doing this, it's, it, in terms of learning, it's tremendous. And then we want to, to maintain those, those, that dynamic to make sure that we renew the experience for the fan, they have new things to do and, and so on. And we're going to cope with the, the technology and the evolution. We're not going to stay here. We're going to have better avatar. We're going to have more experience in one. It's going to be a lot more stable, more people and so on. That's, that's part of the journey. Mm. I, I mentioned that you know this is a Leinster Rugby event. Leinster is a big brand, very recognizable. At what stage do you think other smaller brands will start contemplating their presence, if any, in the metaverse? They, they will soon, once they understand that it's, it's not that complicated. Mm -hmm. you, you need to have some focus, you need so, to have some willingness to do it today, and you need to, to be willing to fail as well by learning, because it's part of the learning process. But now it's thanks to Mark Zuckerberg somehow, when he announced uh, last October that Facebook was becoming meta, uh, he put the metaverse world on the world. We were already working in that uh, long before at Bearing Point. But uh, it was an opportunity for everyone to understand the world and put it mainstream. So now everyone knows that it's important. And all of our clients actually are looking at it like a top priority right now. What do they want to do? How do we embrace the digital world? What needs to be done? And they are looking at it very seriously to build, to build stuff. So everyone will come. And it's, it's, it's a bit of a catch-22 because if you don't have any offering, you don't have any headset, you don't have anybody, mm -hmm. but now you have the headset that are affordable, you know that everyone is talking about it, you have more experience coming in, so everyone will converge, and at some point it, it, will, it will blossom. It, what is the most demanding part from a technological point of view to create the experience that we had today? The, I, I will say the main challenge we faced was really to make sure that we could have 30 people in there mm -hmm. all together and, and in a stable way. We, we, we discovered many pitfalls go, going in and we still saw that it was not perfect earlier. Uh, but that was the main challenge, basically. And was that because we were all, oh no, we weren't all in one place? Because I, I'm wondering, you know, how far away are we from having, say, a full Aviva stadium of people wearing a headset? Well, the main constraint we had today is that we were a bunch in, in, in one same location. Yes, okay. We did some, some stress tests, actually, to make sure it was working when everyone was at home on his own network and we have far less issue than, than we had today. Main issue was that because you guys were on, on the fifth floor in our office, 
I was actually on the fourth floor. I was not on that floor. So I had the hot, the, the, the Wi-Fi connection just for myself. Uh -huh. And I stayed on stage. I didn't have any trouble. I didn't experience the trouble you had here. And, and Kevin was actually further away from, from the hotspot because he was next door to, to us now. And that, that weak signal kicked him out many times. And when he got back on his phone, he was running his phone as a hotspot. Then he was stable again. So that, that, that's uh, the, the main constraint we had here. And is it enjoyable creating these worlds or is it frustrating that you have the vision, you have the know-how, but sometimes things like Wi-Fi connection can impact the experience? Well, Jess, I, I return you the question. Did you have a good time today? I did, yeah. Yeah, so voila. So ju just that is enough. Uh -huh. The frustration on everything else, yes, it was not perfect, but we knew that in advance. That's part of being in I innovative. I, I mean, if you assume that it will run on rail, then you don't do innovation, you do something else in five years, you will talk about the metaverse. What we're doing today is really about learning and we learn. So we know that now 10 people on the same floor, it's, it's not the best idea. Or maybe we need to boost up the Wi-Fi here. Many things like this that we learn just, just doing it for real life. Mm -hmm. That's what we did. Yeah, that was Eric Chevrolet, the head of Immersive Labs at Bearing Point. I have to say, I was pretty snarky and a bit sceptical of the metaverse initially back in October 2021. I think on this very program, uh, Emmett Ryan of the Business Post and I kind of wondered aloud and pontificated as to whether or not uh, others would buy into it. But clearly they are. Uh, Leinster is just one of a number of big brands and global brands at that um, who are investing pretty heavily in this area. And I am excited and intrigued to see where it will go next. I do think we're at least two years away from it becoming the norm within the tech sphere and maybe five years before it becomes the norm. But again, I would love to know what you think. Tech Talk at Newstalk.com. Now, when we come back, friend of the show, Carl Henry, is going to be here to talk about his new range and why he works to demystify well-being. Tech Talk on News Talk with VMware. Free your employees to work more securely from anywhere. Visit exertus.ie forward slash VMware. Welcome back to the final part of this week's Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. As ever, if you have any questions, you can pop them into my weekly Q&A on Instagram at JessKellyNT. Every Monday, I answer your questions. So whether you're looking for a new phone recommendation, the best Wi-Fi mesh system for your home or anything in between, uh, make sure you head on over to Instagram every Monday at Jess Kelly NT and I will answer as many questions as I can. Now, I am delighted to have my next guest in front of me. Um, his name is Carl Henry. You will know him from Operation Transformation, from his fitness business, which has been successful for many, many, many years now, uh, but also from his weekly Instagram Q&A. I actually stole the idea of an Instagram Q&A from him. Carl, firstly, very welcome back to Tech Talk and you're in person in the studio. I know, we're back in person. Isn't it lovely? It's so, I, the last time I was sitting under the stairwell here in Marconi House talking to you on Zoom, it's not the same, sure it's not? Uh, it isn't. It's different. You, 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 I suppose you miss that real personal connection that mm -hmm. you get when you come in to actually look at someone in the eye like we're chatting now. It, it is that. It is different. Both have their pros and cons. Totally. Um, the efficiency of, of, of Zoom or online is really handy. It's, it's it's very practical. It's all of those kind of things that work for my personality. But actually being in person is lovely. Uh, Tuesday's kind of my town day now. Uh, and I tend to look at my in-person work stuff. And it's, it's just nice to see people again. And every time I come in, I bump into someone I haven't seen for kind of two or three years. And yeah. it's lovely. Just 
a connection piece. Yeah. You know, and as part of wellness, you just realize how much we actually miss that random connection, uh, the social connection component, which is a, a huge part of wellness. Uh, and it's only really kicking back in now because we're back in person, which is lovely. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that you equate it with wellness as well because a lot of us just see it as the done thing. You know, you just see people and you move on with your day and you get through your day. But during the various lockdowns, I realised, and I'm someone who always says I hate people, but I missed people. And you, I missed the connection. I missed seeing people yeah. sitting down with them and so on. Um, and it's interesting that you're in this week because earlier in the week, I heard Joe Lynham on News Talk Breakfast saying that there's research and studies about how, you know, working from home has impacted people's well-being. They're not moving as much. Mm-hmm. They're not interacting as much. It is impacting different people in different ways I suppose oh absolutely yeah it is like I think that for you know it's for loads of different reasons some good some not so Mm -hmm. much and again the things I've already said that that efficiency that kind of real sense of you know getting through loads of work and really and you know not having to commute the commute is actually really important it's where it's the downtime it's how we decompress and we rev ourselves up on the way in the morning Uh, it's a little bit of time for yourself from a health perspective working from home has challenged us hugely because we're just moving less we're just sedentary because we're working from home we haven't got that little bit of a commute the walk from the bus the walk from the train um and i also think when we work from home we actually work harder mm-hmm. there's less i suppose water cooler chat as and they, there's no as off button called. in the evenings no. either it's what you're working straight through so mentally physically we're definitely impacted from it you've got to be able to create your boundaries to create work like we did loads of work with companies around ireland and actually europe over lockdown of helping people to create boundaries that mm-hmm. it's workspace home space you walk out the door, it becomes home time of, of creating to-do lists at the end of your day and, and opening them at the start of the day. Just boundaries around how to work from home well because it can be all-encompassing and it can be very difficult to switch off. Mm-hmm. So I think mentally that caused people a lot of issues. And also physically, just the moving less part. We're just, uh, the commute is like 20 foot from your desk to your, to, to, you know, from your home to your desk. You just don't have that sense of, walking to the shop, walking to the train, walking to the bus, a little bit of movement over the course of the day. And then you go from work into home. And with a commute that might have taken an hour, mm-hmm. now that takes 10 seconds, 20 yeah. seconds, uh, you don't have that off time between the two. So I think people have really been challenged. Mm-hmm. Um, there are benefits too, but it's been tough. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I suppose the reason you're in, and you're always welcome, but I suppose it's because you have launched this range, which is called Well. And when I saw it's called well, it made me laugh for a few different reasons because there's multiple meanings to the <laughs> word well. So I know the Carl Henry well, yeah, yeah. but Andrea Gilligan here in News Talk starts every sentence with well. She does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was kind of thinking initially when I saw it, I was like, well, by Carl Henry. Uh, but this is a range of products and it's not just fitness equipment. This is stuff for your well-being, regardless of whether you're working from home, you're working in the office or you're just existing, which is allowed as well. Absolutely, yeah. It, it was a funny one. We did a, a comp on the on the Dunn's Instagram before we launched, which is, "What do you think it is?" Mm. And that was fascinating because, like, I've known it for about a year. We've been working on it and testing it for like nine, ten months, uh, and it was fascinating. Everyone thought it was exercise equipment and, and a clothes range. Now, I have the worst fashion sense of anyone <laughs> I've ever met. I just don't do clothes. I'm not into. So, um, it is. Yeah, well, by Carl Henry, very simple. It is thirteen products in the first drop. Uh, to improve your wellness across three different pillars movement lifestyle uh, food um, and that as soon as you pick up the product it'll help you to be well and well has loads of connotations it's well in the fact that we want you to sleep better we mm-hmm. want you to feel better we want you to work better we want you to move better we want you to do anything you can to improve your wellness because at the end of the day that's the key thing that gets us through life in one piece is being well 
mm-hmm. being fitter, stronger, leaner, uh, eating better, choosing better. Um, it's all back to wellness. And mm-hmm. that, that's where very much as a brand we, we sit. And, and to do something like this, which is that you get that nationwide um, uh, partnership, but also... You know, if I wanted to do this, I might be able to order a hundred weighing scales or a hundred stand-up desks mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. Where we're done, we can do that on a mass scale. Yeah, and they have the distribution, so it's been. It's I really enjoyed working with them. And the the key thing is that, yeah, no matter what you pick up, you're you're better for it. You're healthier for it. Um, and obviously the big work from home piece for us is the the adjustable desk sits on top of on top of your normal desk has four different heights that we get you to stand more during the day. Mm. And the more you stand, the healthier you are, and that for us is really really important because when you stand. Your body does all the work. It has to hold you up. It's got to support you. When you sit, the chair does all the work. And both are, again, fine in moderation. Yeah. Issue is we sit too much. So we can stand more during the day. And we're slowly getting towards it. You know, Europeans are brilliant at it. Yeah. And you know what? Every modern office that I go into now has those desks that you push the button and it does all the work for you. Uh, A lot of us, and I put myself in this bracket, don't have that. And I spoke about your the standing desk on the Pat Kenny show on Tuesday of this week because when I went to the launch, you actually gave me a tour of all the products. And what I was struck was by the clever design of the standing desk. Now, it's €100. Euro. Mm-hmm. It sits on top of your standard desk. You can bring it up to whatever height you are. So again, you're not committing to a fixed-sized standing desk where you have to stand all the time or you have to sit all the time. But it's also compact enough that if you, do you know what, I'm having a sitting down day, you can completely take it off and put it at the side of your desk and it's not going to take over your entire office, your apartment, your house, wherever you are. Was the design of this important so that you get the message across, but also that it's practical for everyone? Because not everybody has the space for something like that. Absolutely. So like we, of all the range, we looked at loads of different variants, loads of options. There was nine months worth of testing. Mm. Desk in particular, it's trying to nudge people towards it. Yeah. And say, if you stand more, you are healthier. Mm-hmm. You'll age better. You'll age slower. You'll naturally burn more calories. You'll be stronger. But we're all afraid of the big desk. So here's yeah. one that just sits on your desk and it can be flat. You don't have to take it off. You can leave it there and just work on it. It's only about less than, it's about half an inch off the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's trying to make it very accessible. Price point, the competitor to it is about 225 euros. So at 100 euro, we felt it was a really fair price. And plus there's a lot to it. Uh, in terms of in terms of the, the you know the mechanism of it and 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 the op- and how it lifts and moves, I'm very proud of it. Um, I'm very proud of all the range. Mm. Uh, I really, I, you know, this has been a dream for a very long time because it's just, it's another. So as well as the podcast and all the other stuff that we do, it's another way of just helping people to be better and healthier, and trying to make it really foolproof. And the desk is 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 that you press the button, it goes up, it goes down, and it's really simple to use. Um, and so far they've sold really well, which is good. The thing that struck me about your range, and I have it open here in front of me on the website, is that, so the desk is the most expensive thing at €100, Euro, but everything else is affordable. And there are people who have, uh, you know, appearances on TV shows and big Instagram followings who bring out merch and they're crazy money. Um, was the price point something that was important to you yeah. when you were bringing out things like your scales <clears throat> that you know people wanted? Because I see your Q&A every week, right? You get asked this question as much as I get asked, is the iPhone good? Like it's it's a staple of your Q&A. You could have brought out a scale that was 120 quid instead your one is 25 quid. Yeah, it's, it is important. I think price point's a barrier to health. Mm-hmm. I really do. I believe very strongly that, I think that, that there is a perception that health is expensive. Absolutely. 
a lot of the influencers who may or may not be qualified, uh, not that it's a bugbear or anything, uh, you know, in all fairness to them, right, they're self-ranging. So they're going out, they're trying to find the clothes range, put their own little logo on it, and they're selling it through, from wherever. I had the luck of being able to do it with someone who this is what they do. Yeah. Uh, they have the con- the contacts, they have the distribution, they have the, like we crashed their website, I think twice on, on the launch day, because, but they have the, the, the capability to deal with the volume to get it out. And for me, I don't. I have the expertise and I know what a decent scales is. I know what a set of dumbbells, how, and like, I'd be quite anal about all that kind of stuff. So by testing it and trying to break it and then make adjustments to it, uh, I know that's my strength. Yeah. And by teaming up with someone like Duns, you get to be able to, to combine both your strengths together. Mm. Scales is phenomenal uh, and it's really... Explain it's the digital scales so well. thing because yeah. I hadn't really come across this before um, in terms of you know, everyone knows the weighing scales where you stand on and a number comes up and it either makes you happy or it makes you sad and that's how you go about your day. Yeah. But this scale goes far beyond that. It does. So weight's a funny one, right? Weight doesn't tell me anything about your health. I don't really mm. care what you weigh. It's irrelevant. Uh, but what I do care about is your muscle and your body fat and your hydration levels and your visceral fat and all the other indicators of health that are really important. Um, so bioimpedance has been around for a while. It's not new, but the beauty of that is like any tech, when it's around a little bit longer, it becomes more affordable. Yep. So, like previously, you might have paid two hundred euro for a bioimpedance scales. Then the hundred euro a couple of years ago, they're beginning to come down in price now. Um, this one's great. You jump on it. It comes with an app on your phone. The app is set up via Bluetooth because Wi-Fi can be a bit patchy. Uh, we found so Bluetooth's much much better. You jump on, it keeps you there for twenty seconds, and then the app pops up all your stats: weight, muscle, fat, water, visceral fat. Um, there's about fifteen of them in total. It'll track that with you. It'll help you to lose weight if you want to lose weight or lose body fat. You can set a target and a goal. And it's making people more aware. It's awareness mm-hmm. that, okay, by high high body fat, high risk. Yeah, That's the rule, right? So we want to make you aware of how much body fat you have and help you to, to try and reduce that. And that's the beauty of a bioimpedance scale. So you get to see lots of stuff. If you're number geeky like me, you get to see loads of numbers and stats. That's what we do with clients and we have done for years. For now, we can do it mainstream. Because of the fact that the technology is around and we can we can get a price point like this one mm-hmm. uh, where anyone can use it of any age. And it's so simple to set up. You just open up the app and it does it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had loads of feedback on Instagram. People may or may not have liked the numbers, but they love the scales because yeah. of the fact that they're getting to measure stuff about their health, which is where tech plays a really important part. Because it's a consistent measurement that makes you healthier by tracking it and trying to improve it and changing it. You're healthier. Yeah, uh, and that's where the likes of the scales comes in. They have non-tech stuff like the portion plate, which ties hand in hand with the scales, but it, it has nothing to do with tech. Which is, you know, a divided plate saying half the plate should be salad or veg, a quarter protein, a quarter carbohydrate, and that helps you to eat better. So tech is is throughout the range, but also there are non-techy bits too. Um, but the scales has been it's been, and we knew it would be like we knew like we nearly we've sold out. I think we've had 20% of the stock left. We're having to reorder already. Um, and again, I couldn't do that out of my house. I couldn't, like a, like a lot of the influencers, that's what they're doing from, you know, uh, self-posting and packaging. I don't have the ability to, to, to package five, six, seven thousand products and, and send them out to people. So, But you also wouldn't be able to do that that price point as no, well. See, that, that's the other thing. It's being able to order the, bulk. Uh, the, the stock quantity to yeah. get your price point where it's at and have the contacts to be able to deliver all of that. And the design, like... I suppose you see something in a store, you think, oh, that's a little product. There's nine months of work gone into it. Mm. And every every aspect of it and, and versions of it and packaging varieties. And we've, we've, there's so much work that goes into the process of it before you actually sign it off. Um, 
and to team up with a company who have the scale uh, ability that that doesn't do has been it's been it's been phenomenal, you know. Um, I need to talk to you about your earbuds, right? Oh yeah. So I was nervous I, uh, before we go here. I was really nervous too. <laughs> like I gave them, I was like, oh my god, she's like so into her sound. I'm gonna get anyway. Go on. No, because I was afraid that if I didn't like them. I probably wouldn't be able to talk to you again. I just wouldn't. I'd never talk to you again. And that would be the end of it. Uh, And so when I got them, I took them out of the box right away. I powered them on, paired them to my phone. And I've been using them every day. So I I got my hands on them Tuesday of last week. And uh, spoiler alert, we're not talking as you're listening to this. Uh, We were actually talking on Tuesday of the following week. So I've had them in my possession for a week. And I've used them every single day. And I am... I always say to pack any, like I don't go to the bathroom without headphones. Like I'm one of those people that listens to stuff all the time. I'm very particular. And I'm not going to lie to you, girl. I couldn't tell you, I wouldn't have put your headphones at 30 euro in terms of the quality. Yep. Um. So for those who don't know, they are Bluetooth headphones. They're in the little coffin-like case that you open out. You put the buds into your ears. They have, they, they're kind of like, they're different in that they're slightly chunkier in design but they're similar in concept to the airpods and that they have the little tail that kind of sticks down there's a very nice touch pad on the place uh, that goes into your ear and it allows you to have really precise control over playing pausing taking your calls you can do the long one the long press to get the noise cancellation on or off battery life is great and they're 30 euro Okay, I'm relieved. <laughs> Relax now. So, Mike, I, really I genuinely didn't think we'd see you again. And it's because we know each other long enough that I knew if you didn't like them or they were crap, you'd tell me. Uh, which is good. I've t- I tested them for nine months mm. and my own take on it, I'd be into sound, not as much as you would be now, mm. but I'd be certainly, I'd be into sound. I would. Like, I, I, absolutely. So, I spent, and the first chunk of time I was testing them was through winter. So, November, December, January crap weather you said a, word, a different word there mm. uh, ter- really bad weather uh, rain hail snow whatever and like I try, I was blown away, blown away by how good they were I yeah. thought they were really good and that's not because my logo's on them but it is again it's price point it's accessibility and that's what we tried to do yeah uh, but sometimes though people say they're affordable as an excuse for crap quality mm-hmm. And that's not the and again no, they wouldn't be there if, if if they didn't stack up I wouldn't go near it and I wouldn't put them as part of the range and and that's been really important like we've you should Duns will tell you the quantity of stuff that we said that I said no to which is mm. that it's not good enough we have to go and find yeah. it the lunchbox was was the same uh, the the loads of the product we would have improved and improved and improved and the, and and the headphones to a point were the same that the bud had to be a certain size I've got funny ears they always fall out these didn't once we got the right coat the right fit. Uh, the quality was good enough, had to be good enough for recording for Instagram work, for work from my Mac at home. Mm. And if it, it, we just had to get to the point where they were good. Yeah. If they weren't good, there's no point in trying to sell them to people. Um, and we've, yeah, I, and people have really, I've, I saw the sales figures before we were in today and they've sold really, really, really well because I think the qual- people are surprised by the quality. Well, I'm genuinely yeah. surprised and I've been using them interchangeably with um, other branded, like big brand ones, just as a kind of A-B testing yeah. as a nerd. And when I'm walking to the Lewis and I'm listening to whether it is, you know, a bit of news talk or a bit of my Spotify, I'm not sitting there going, oh, hang on a second now. The like I Good. You just you kind of don't even acknowledge that they're yeah, yeah. thirty euro headphones, yeah. and so out of everything in the range that I was most nervous about, 
this was the top of the list. <laughs> I agree. I, but I, I can stand I, over it and say that they are very, 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 very good yeah. for 30 quid. I remember when, when, when we were testing them, I think I sent you a photograph on Instagram one day, just blindly without a brand. I said, oh, you know. You know yeah. Just, and because I, I was looking, researching all the other ones myself just to see, do they look, you know, are they particularly clunky or big? No. And they weren't. And I was like, this is mad. And and I was surprised by how good they were once we got them the way we wanted them. And the, and uh, again, we, it's they're the ones I use mm-hmm. because they're good enough. You, know? uh, you you said that you know one of the things about this is that you're making health accessible and affordable and digestible for people mm-hmm. because we've spoken over the years on this show about you know Fitbits and other smartwatches and the information they give you. I'm someone that I love data, but I only know I only love data when I know what to do with it, and sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming. Do you think that we still have a way to go in terms of explaining? not just health, but well-being to people yeah. and making it that bit more easier to improve on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. I think well-being is easy for those who understand it. Mm. But they're not really the market that we want to talk to because of the fact that they're more likely to be well anyway. Yeah. Because if they're you know if they're into the data from the Fitbit, they're more likely to do stuff with it. I think that for a lot of people, health is seen as confusing, misunderstood, hard complicated uh, difficult expensive but there's barriers and I think that we both on a government policy level I've said this before I think we have a lot of work to do there to steer people Yeah, people don't like to be steered they don't like to be told what to do but actually reality is WHO have told us that we are just getting bigger and bigger mm-hmm. uh, and more unhealthy um, but, and what we're seeing in society now is, is very much a variance between you're either healthy or very unhealthy but the middly bit mm-hmm. it's not really there it's reducing so that the, 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 the quantity of people who are very unhealthy is getting bigger and the quantity of people who are very healthy is getting bigger but the middle bit which is really the balanced bit is becoming smaller because I think people are afraid of they just don't know what to do Yeah. Um, and I think even part of the, the Duns range that we've done we've videos built in for the first time ever we've video content built into the Duns website that when you buy you can get a, a QR code brings you into the site uh, we'll add to that as we go along in, in terms of content but there will be there's, there is and will be more content there just to tell you about it and to say, and, and also the, the beauty of that, of also is Instagram that like for the last week I've been glued to my phone, my phone stats are terrible, uh, is the quantity of content coming through that people have, I mean, send screenshots and yeah. of people's way in details or whatever. They can contact you and you say, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I've got control issues, right? So I want every person who buys everything to, uh, to be really happy. So like we, not that we haven't, we had, we've had two people who, who got in touch unhappy out of over 6,000 products. Uh, one was a person who thought the the desk was a full sit stand desk from the floor. Okay, which uh, is not. It goes on top. And of he your was desk. trying to figure out how to get the desk to stand up. For the de- you've seen the desk yes. is about three foot or two foot when it's extended. Uh, and the second one was a portion plate that broke in the post, so we just replaced that. Um, but it but it's a contactability. People can buy it and talk to you. Yeah. Um, which is a good and a bad thing. Uh, it's great to be able to help people out. Sometimes the volume of it, you have to get all the screenshots and whatever. But I think that people, I think people inherently want to be, to live better. Mm-hmm. But I think they just don't know what to do. I think that they're scared by it. They're afraid of it. They're, oh, it's expensive or it's difficult or, you know. And health and wellness really, it's not that it isn't. It, it takes work. And I'm 40, as you get older, it takes more work, mm-hmm. you know, because everything changes, uh, male or female. Um, but you've got to, you, you've got to steer people in the right direction. 
But you do demystify it, like even basic things like you showcasing the weekly food shop and putting oh, yeah. things in the fridge, which I know is one of your OCD absolute loves of your life. But look at it, it's lovely. It, it does really look nice, nice girl. And, but know, it's educating people though. Yeah. And it's showing people, firstly, that it looks great. Secondly, that you that, that there are ways to get your food to last longer. Mm-hmm. Because very often, if you just keep it in the packaging that it's in, it can go off yeah. and all the rest. But also then it gives you eyes on what's on the fridge and how you lay it out can, you know, draw your eye line maybe to something a bit healthier rather yeah, than yeah. the chocolate cake, depending it's a on how you architecture. That's, yeah. what, that's what that is. Yeah, it's an EFA on the TV, on Operation Transformation talks about that all the time. Aware stuff is placed in the mm. fridge is really important. And she's absolutely right. The fridge needs gas. But I suppose that's where tech and social media come in. So yeah. There are benefits to it that why well, just post that one day for the crack because it looked nice. It took off. Like, seriously, like, like mad stuff. And... All that is is prep and planning, and you're t- you're making people aware of that by using the visual aid of the aid of the fact that it looks nice, mm. um, and uh, it's just trying to give people simple tips. Like the portion plate one is a great example of that, which is that it's five quid. It's a plate, and you just fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. Like you you fill the gaps in. You put half your plate salad or vegetables, a quarter of your plate protein, and a quarter of your plate carbohydrate, and we've the words on the plate to tell you what to put in it. So it's trying to make it as foolproof as possible, which is if you buy this thing, this will make you eat healthier. Yeah. There's only so many chips you can stack on a quarter of a plate. Mm-hmm. In ter- you know what I mean? Like the Irish plate generally is half, uh, it'll be half rice or half pasta or half spuds or, or there's nothing wrong with any of those things, but in moderation. Yeah. Where we flip it on the plate to a quarter and you can still have it, but it's the quantity is reduced. Uh, and we f- we you get more salad and vegetables into, which, is, which we know people need to eat more of. So it's trying to make it as foolproof as possible. Mm. Uh, and that's, you know, so that it's just so simple. You can't not do it. Yeah. Uh, and, and any of the products, or even on the podcast or, or Instagram or whatever, the goal is to do that. It's to deem, as a brand, that's what I do. I'm not who can't Billy who's going to scream and shout at you. I'm not the 10% body fat guy either because neither interests me. Mm. I'm just myself. And uh, I help people get healthier by making it really simple and or trying to. Um, and make people, and sometimes, you know, people in my industry get annoyed by the fact that I'm trying to make it so easy, but it is. It doesn't have to be <laughs> complicated. You can make it complicated and try and make yourself out to be some guru of whatever, but actually, the reality of it is it's not, and it doesn't have to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and just by just trying to give people simple tips, they, you want them to be healthier. Yeah, no, I think the demystification of it all is uh, wonderful. And as I said, I'm thrilled that the range is going so well. Uh, I'm relieved that I loved the headphones so so I can continue to talk to you. Uh, And I wish you every success with it. Thank you so much for joining us on News Talk. Yes, thank you. And that is all we have time for this week. If you missed any of the show, you can listen back in full on the News Talk app powered by Go Loud. I'll be back with Shane and Kira on News Talk Breakfast on Monday morning. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your weekend.